Hello, I'm Mary Colbert. Welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast YouTube channel. Welcome. Yep, it's great husband, to be here. Dr. I'm excited, Colbert. Mary. We're I, gonna you're be, always excited. We're going to be talking about the um, main silent killer in this country, and 47% of Americans suffer from this disease. Mm. Yet, uh, Wait a minute, how many? 47% of American adults suffer from this disease. 47%? 47%, almost 50% of us suffer from this disease, and yet only a quarter of Americans are being treated properly for it. Isn't that crazy? You got me. (laughs) You got me. So tell us. I got a hook in your jaw, huh? You got a hook in my jaw. What in the world? What is a silent killer? What do you think is the silent killer that is uh, a common cause of heart attacks and strokes and kidney disease and sudden death. What Unforgiveness. Well, that's <laughs> at the root of this, absolutely. <laughs> okay. But the disease I'm talking about that 47% of American adults suffer from is high blood pressure, hypertension. And debt, they don't even know it? And most people don't even know it. Their doctors check them, but many times they don't check them properly. When you check someone's blood pressure, the arm should be the level of the heart, you should check it at least three times. It should be actually in both arms. You should check it sitting, lying, standing. And each wow. arm, you should. Most most doctors or most nurses just check it real quick, the arms down. They're huffing and puffing. They come in. Their pressure is high. And they say, oh, that's okay. It's just a little high. It's white coat hypertension. I rushed in here. But a lot of these people have high blood pressure that's not being addressed. And this high blood pressure is setting them up for heart attacks and strokes and dementia, and kidney disease, and sudden death. Don, you have just said a mouthful. Oh, I know. The, I know. Most, I've seen this myself with other yeah. doctors that I've gone sure. to. And so right. My arm is down. It's not just supposed to be the level of your heart. It has heart. to be a level of your heart yes. up here. And then a lot of people, when, when they come to my office, wow. what I have them do is so many people come in, the traffic here is horrible. They get in and they're stressed out. Their yeah. sympathetic nervous systems in fight or flight. So I have them relax, and I check it at the end of the appointment. And usually their pressure will drop about 10 to 15 points. The systolic will drop 10 to 15, the diastolic 5 to 10. It's amazing how it drops just with relaxing and breathing and not stressing out and laughter. Just deep breathing or just a merry heart is the best medicine. It does better than any medicine. It relaxes the sympathetic tone relaxes those arteries, they dilate, and the blood pressure comes down. And blood pressure is one of the easiest things to address naturally, and I've been doing this for years with tremendous success. But we need to kind of talk wow. about what triggers it because okay. it's so simple once right. you get the full picture. Let's let let's let this sink in and people because sure. you've just freaked me oh, out. I know. I know. Okay. Blood pressure in each arm is a good idea. Absolutely. Back because it made so you take the right because sometimes you, you have a um, many patients have a higher blood pressure in one arm than the other. That's crazy! I never knew that. Oh, it may be because they've got plaque forming in their brachial artery in their arm, wow. or it may be because uh, you know they just have increased uh, sympathetic tone in their arteries on one on one side from an injury that they've had. But the thing that I want to I- express to people is. Most high blood pressure is due to essential hypertension, which means we don't know why they have it. There's not a specific cause. 90 to 95% is due to essential hypertension. But we do know that about most of those people with essential hypertension 
have excessive belly fat. They usually have excessive stress. They usually have a family history of high blood pressure. And uh, many of them have insulin resistance or prediabetes. You know that 88% of Americans have insulin resistance? 88%? 88%. Did you know if your waist measurement as a man is 40 inches or bigger, you're insulin resistant and most likely prediabetic? Did you know if you're a woman with a waist measurement at 35 inches or larger around the navel, a lot of women will measure at the wrong place. The men will measure their waist down where their hips are. They have a 50-inch belly, but their hip size may be 32. They say, I can still fit in these 32-inch jeans, yet their belly's a 50-inch. I had a 50-incher there yesterday in the office. <laughs> and, and I had to get onto him because his pressure was high, and he was signing up for heart disease, and he was elderly. And he wanted to lose belly fat, but he wanted to eat all these. He loved sugar, carbs, and starches. I said, what do you eat for breakfast? Oh, starch. I love starch, cereal, and toast, and jelly, and pancakes, pancakes and and waffles. Yeah. Well, what do you have for lunch? Macaroni and cheese, and pizza, and burgers, and bread, and corn. The American diet. Well, what do you have for dinner? And the same thing. He says, well, where are your vegetables? Do you need vegetables? Oh, only vegetables I eat are potatoes and corn. I said, well, no wonder you've got a 50-inch waist. No wonder you have all these problems. Yeah. We're inviting it in. So I have to address this spiritually. And so that's what I like to do is we've used the Bible. And you brought your Bible with you. Mm -hmm. So I want to go over some key scriptures that, unfortunately, most pastors don't preach on. And mm -hmm. most people have not uh, do not know these scriptures and, I, and cannot use the word in order to crucify their flesh. Mm -hmm. So the mo one of the most important is Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. It says, those who are Christ have crucified their flesh with its affections and lusts. Now, what I've found is that most people do not lust for broccoli or cauliflower or asparagus or salads with extra virgin olive oil, but they crave and lust for sugar and cakes, and pies, and donuts, and cookies, and fudge, and brownies, and ice cream, and all the things, of, and bread. They love bread. They love pasta. All of these foods are belly fat-producing foods. And it just so happens the more belly fat you have, the more susceptible you are for high blood pressure. And the reason being is because the ex excessive belly fat creates a chemical, literally your fat, your belly fat is a metabolic organ. It is producing C-reactive protein, it is producing estrogen, it is producing testosterone, it is producing all the inflammatory mediators called cytokines. For example, I saw a man yesterday and a woman yesterday, they're both 75. The woman was on estrogen cream and her, estro her estradiol level, I said, why are you on estradiol cream? First time I saw, she says, oh, because uh, I've, had, I've got hot flashes, night sweats. And then I see her husband, and he, his estrogen was three times higher than hers. Hers was 30, his was uh, 90. And I said, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm taking testosterone. And he said, my doctor got me on testosterone, so his testosterone was 1,500. <laughs> and I said, well, you're an aromatizer. He says, I'm what? I said, you're an aromatizer, which means you're converting your excess testosterone to estrogen. So here's this man. His wife probably thought, 
What do you mean? He's yes, he is a aromatizer <laughs> because he's constantly trying to roam me into the bedroom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she says I got to beat him off me with a broom. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but then I said, have you not noticed your breath swelling? So I, when I was checking him, I said, now look, this this aromatization of testosterone is elevating your estrogen, estradiol level, which is causing breast tissue to form. And here he had like a size B to C cup, <laughs> big nipples, and I said, this is what it's doing oh. to you. And I said, are you starting to watch more? Feminine TV programs like, uh, you know, the tender hearted. Well, well, all of these, yeah. you know, they soap operas and things like that, life, or life, life, lifetime yeah, uh, TV shows TV or show, We TV. Or, and she, he said, No, but he says, I, I do cry more <laughs> when I watch TV shows. I get real sentimental. I thought that was the Spirit of God all over me. I said, No, that's your high estrogen level. I said, Because this high estrogen level also. Your belly fat creates more estrogen and more testosterone and more C-reactive protein. Mm. And that C-reactive protein constricts those arteries and drives that pressure up. That's yeah. just fuel you know, to raise your blood pressure. I have to tell you, when a patient comes to see Don, he likes to have fun. Oh, we laugh in there. We get a we belly laugh. We laugh oh, and we stuff, do. and I'm thinking, oh, boy. I get my 10 to 20 yeah, belly yeah, laughs do. every day. And they don't take offense to it mm. either. They love it. and They discuss it. But anyway. But anyway, about... 90 to 95% of high blood pressure is due to essential hypertension. They say, doctors say, I don't know why you have high blood pressure. It's called essential hypertension, which means we don't know. But the main things we do know about it is most people with essential hypertension have too much belly fat. They also have a strong genetic family history of high blood pressure. And they also usually have, all have insulin resistance. Well, it just so happens when you have insulin resistance, that means your insulin is not working well, and that means your sugar staying high. When your sugar stays high, it causes your blood vessels to constrict more, and you have increased vasomotor tone in your blood vessels, and your pressure goes up. It's real simple. Also, when you're obese, you're more prone to sleep apnea. Almost everyone I've seen with sleep apnea has high blood pressure. That's one of the first signs of sleep apnea is high blood pressure. You say, I don't know if I have sleep apnea. Well, here's a sign. Women, if your neck is 16 inches or above, you most likely have sleep apnea. Men, if your neck circumference is 17 inches or above, most likely you have sleep apnea. Men, if, you're, if your neck size is 18 or above, you almost definitely have sleep apnea. Wow. So you can just measure the circumference of your neck. Now, here's your sign. You, you want to know your sign. Here's your sign for sleep apnea. Do you wake up in the middle of the night and your mouth is real dry and you got to have water? That's a sign of sleep at and you're breathing through your mouth and you can't uh, get the oxygen into your lungs. So what happens with sleep apnea is your sympathetic tone is increased. Your sympathetic nervous system has to wake you up to breathe. So a lot of these people with sleep apnea wake up 100 times a night to breathe, to activate their nervous system and breathe. So it increases their vascular tone. Their pressure goes up. But also these people are bone tired. When they wake up in the morning, they say, I got eight hours sleep. I'm exhausted. What happened? I say, you got to sleep back. You're not recharging. It's like putting a cell phone, uh, charging it for 10 minutes and expecting it to work all day. That's what happens with sleep apnea. But the biggest symptom of sleep apnea, I always ask the spouse is this. I say, does your husband gasp for air in the middle of the night or does your wife gasp for air in the middle of the night? And they say, yeah, but that's normal. He's been doing that for years. I said, that's not normal. That's a sign he's got sleep mm-hmm. apnea. He's fighting for oxygen. He's not getting enough oxygen to the brain. And that sets him up for Alzheimer's. Sets him up for Alzheimer's, sets him up for high blood. The first organ that's affected generally 
with sleep apnea is the blood pressure. Their blood pressure creeps up. And, it, and then also these people usually have belly fat with sleep mm -hmm. apnea. And then they start to get fatigued. Then they start to get uh, memory problems. Then they start to develop arrhythmias like atrial fibrillation. If you have atrial fibrillation, most likely you have sleep apnea. And most doctors don't check for it. So, again, you see how it's working. So yes. it all starts with obesity. That's why we go back to Scripture and we help people with Scripture. One of the Scriptures I love is 1 Corinthians nine twenty seven. This is Paul speaking. He says, what? Know ye not that your body, excuse me, this is, um, it says, but I keep my body under and bring it in, under subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. And another translation, the Amplified, says, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave. Now, that's what I've been doing for years. Yeah. I make yeah, it my absolutely. slave. I strictly discipline my body. And like when I go to a restaurant, people say, well, don't you want this dessert? bread or don't you want this dessert? And I said, no, I discipline my tempted. body. He's and not I even tempted. Or we go past, we're in a nice restaurant like we did with we, a couple we took, a minister who pretty much everyone knows. This minister looked at this display of desserts in this mm. nice cabinet where it's turning around, it's nice and cold in there, and it was turned around, had spotlights on the dessert, all these cakes and pies. Mm -hmm. And he was mesmerized by the mm -hmm. beautiful um, picture of these desserts. Mm -hmm. And he says, wow. Don't you just crave those desserts? I said, what? I'm not even tempted. He says, why? He looked at me shocked. Why aren't you tempted? I said, when I look at that cake or that pie, it may look pretty, but I see dementia. I see Alzheimer's. I see people in a nursing home, and they can't remember their name, or they can't remember their spouse's name or their children's name. When I see that dessert, I see a person on dialysis, where they have to go into the dialysis doctor three days a week for three hours, and they have this, uh, this, these veins that are all dilated, and they have this shunt put in, and they're having to literally have their blood cleaned by a machine three times a week for three hours. Or I see that person with cirrhosis of the liver, or I see that person who have their legs amputated, or I see that person who's a cardiac cripple who can't walk across a room because they have such severe heart failure. So when I look at these foods, I see the diseases triggered by the food, and I say, no, I discipline my body. I treat it like a slave. I say, no, I'm not going to have that because if I have that, I'm planting seeds for disease. That's the key, seeds for disease. And if people and Christians especially would start looking at that that way instead of looking, wow, that's so tempting, like the patient I saw yesterday, the fellow who had the 50-inch waist, he was 75. He says, I eat sugars, carbs, and starches at every meal. That's all I want. Do you eat vegetables? No. Do you eat fruits? No. Well, I put jelly on my toast, and I put, <laughs> my, you know, that's about the only fruit he eats. I put some ketchup on my French fries, <laughs> but that's about it. And he says, and listen, I'm not going to ever change. That's the way I am. I said, well, let's just lower your appetite. Do we exercise? No, my knees are hurting. Because he weighs 300 and something pounds, and he's got a 50-inch waist. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, let's just turn your appetite down. And I said, you need to crucify your flesh. You need to read this book right here. It's called Beyond Keto. And this Beyond Keto will show you exactly what to do. It's the diet Jesus would have eaten if he lived today. Well, luckily today there is um, medicine and a new shot that people are doing. Mm -hmm. And they're having great success And that's what I put it. him on. 
And uh, so thank God for... um, And you say, what is that shot? You know, medicine that's being developed (laughs) to help... Thank God. ...the weakness that really uh, man is suffering with. But, Don, let me go back. Well, let me tell you what the shot is. The shot is semaglutide or semaglutide or ozempic or mongero. Yeah. If you cannot control your appetite instead of putting a knife to your throat, like Proverbs says... At least go to your doctor and ask him for a prescription for semaglutide, semaglutide, ozempic, or Mount Cherub because start low, go slow. That does have bad side effects rarely, so I have everyone sign a disclaimer. Right, and that's whenever you're doing right. a med, there is a chance for, for someone to have a negative side effect. But for those people that cannot control their appetite, it's a lifesaver. Let me go back, if you don't mind, because I'm sitting here and I'm like, Lord, this is just so powerful. The beginning of this video, you said 47% mm-hmm. of Americans have high, high blood, blood pressure. pressure. Yeah, yes. Would that be true around the world? Because I know a lot of people watch us, not <clears throat> just in America, but like in South America. And are, is that true? Do you think that that In industrialized nations like America, we have one of the highest rates of high blood pressure because we have one of the highest rates of obesity in the world. But other nations, Western, westernized nations, are getting close to us. Third world nations that eat more plant-based diets do not have the obesity problem, so they don't have the high blood pressure problem. They, the two go hand in hand. So that's okay, why. And the, and the diseases associated with this one thing oh, is? Well, number one, when is, your pressure is high, it's going to affect your heart. It can cause heart attacks, heart failure, peripheral vascular disease. It can also cause strokes. It can cause cerebrovascular disease. It can cause to also contribute to dementia because people who've had strokes are more prone to dementia. And then it can cause kidney disease. You know, so there, it's like there, dominoes falling. You know, there, there'll be a lot of people watching us who know Kim, the name Kim Clement because he was mm-hmm. he mm. was recognized as Great a prophetic. Prophet. Great now, prophet. Here's a guy who is, loves God. And young. He was like in his early 50s. 50s. Early yeah, 50s. Right. Loved God. Great man of God. Great man of God. He wasn't 100% on everything, but he sure was high on a lot of things, accurate. Um, But he died from a stroke because they found out he had high blood pressure. Not just high blood pressure. Now, there's grades. I have to talk about this because you don't just develop extremely high blood pressure. It goes through a series of tweaking up, 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 up. He had severe high blood pressure, most likely. And that's what triggered his stroke. And the and, man's right. not with us today. Exactly. And we need him now more than ever. He predicted Trump's rise, which I know. is he is. Presidency. He was the one years ago. Right, in the early 2000s, it, before right? anybody else sure. was saying it, he was talking about Trump being you know, prophesied. Right. Um, now, the point we're trying to make here, folks, is I know y'all could be watching me and you're saying, well, I just I love the Lord and I believe the word and I just believe I'm gonna stand on his word. And folks, we are word people. We believe Amen. that. We absolutely do. But the one thing we're trying to bring balance to you is what you can do, God will not do. Yes. And all these people with strokes, that's usually high blood pressure. And the so most common we cause want of strokes you is high blood to pressure. Know what to do. We want you to know what to do because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's not lack of prayer or believing God or even reading your word, going to church. Lack of knowledge, knowing. 
So we want to bring this accurate knowledge to you. So Don, so we're talking about high blood yep. pressure. This is so good. First, we need to know what the definition is. Most doctors don't even know this, Mary. Oh, Don, don't say that. They don't. Well, it's changed. They've changed it because it's so prevalent now. Like I said, 47% of adults here in America have high blood pressure, or it's 116 million adults here in the U.S. have high blood pressure. Yet, that's that's epidemic. We have an epidemic, yet n hardly anyone is talking about this, and it's so easy to reverse. Are you listening? If we catch it in time, we got to catch it I in time. Are you hearing this? I hope they are hearing this. Right, I know. So uh, now, according to the CDC, about only about one in four adults with hypertension have their blood pressure under control. That means even people with high blood pressure that are being treated, only one quarter have it under control. So you got to know what the numbers are. We got to get it to. Mm. And we'll show you. It's so simple once you right. understand this. Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. What is high blood pressure, first of all? Well, it's a chronic disease of the blood vessels. And uh, it's... Uh, the diastolic number, there's two numbers in, in high blood pressure. There's a systolic, which is the top number, and that's when the heart contracts. It's the systolic reading or the higher number. Mm -hmm. And then there's the diastolic number, which is when the heart relaxes. You, do, you have a bum bum, that's the heartbeat. Well, on the first beat, that's the systolic when it eject, the left ventricle ejects the blood out. That's the systolic. The diastolic is when the heart relaxes, and that's the tone in the heart. There's finding now the diastolic reading or the lower number is actually more important than the top number because when, wow. that, when that bottom number stays elevated longer, it actually causes more problems with uh, end, to end organ damage of kidney damage and cerebrovascular wow. damage and things like this. So, again, a normal blood pressure now, used to normal blood pressure, they'd say 120 to 139 over 80 to 90 or 89. Now, they say normal blood pressure is less than 120 millimeters of mercury. That's normal. Less than, not equal to, less than 120 over 80. I keep mine around 110, 115 over 70. I'm going to tell you how I do it, too. Mainly keeping my waist measure around 32, 33. The diastolic has to be less than 80. That's normal blood pressure. Now, here's prehypertension. Okay, prehypertension is systolic blood pressure, 120 to 139 which we used to say was normal, and diastolic between 80 and 89. That's prehypertension. Do you know most everyone has prehypertension, even our teenagers nowadays? Teenagers. Teenagers, because they eat a lot. They're, they're overweight. They eat a lot of fast food, a lot of junk food, a lot of salt, a lot of French fries and things like salt. that. A lot of salt. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that in a minute. Now, stage one hypertension. Stage one hypertension is the milder form of hypertension, where your systolic is 140 to 159, and your diastolic is 90 to 99. Now, stage two is where you start to get end organ damage. Damage to the blood vessels in the brain where you form plaque in the brain you start, and they can flick off and cause a stroke. Wow. See, when you have a little bit of plaque flick off from your carotid artery or in your brain, the platelets stick to it and then cause a stroke. Similar thing happens to the arteries of the heart. You have coronary arteries, the right and left coronary artery. If you have a little bit of plaque fleck off from that coronary artery, that plaque, the platelets will stick to it like a snowball forming is coming down an avalanche coming down a mountain. The platelets stick to it and form a blood clot within seconds or minutes. And then boom, you've had a heart attack. That's why it's important to keep your blood thin. That's why I take a lot of fish oil. It thins my blood. It's better than aspirin, I think, because aspirin causes bleeding from the gut. 
So again, when your pressure is in the stage two, systolic greater than 160, or diastolic greater than 100, that's stage two. Dangerous. That's danger, danger. Yeah, yeah. You're more prone to a heart attack, yeah. a stroke, peripheral vascular disease, kidney disease, and sudden death. Sudden death is where, boom, your heart stops. Okay, so what do we do? Okay, well, first of all, what we do is we have to determine, do we have primary or secondary hypertension? Primary hypertension is essential hypertension, which is 90, 95% of high blood pressure. We don't know the cause, but the cause is simple. It's too much belly fat. It's too much processed man-made foods, too much salt, and usually insulin resistance. The secondary hypertension are reversible causes of hypertension. Now, all of it's reversible because I reverse it all the time. But other problems that cause secondary hypertension are, number one, sleep apnea. It's a real common cause. About 6% of Americans have sleep apnea, and that's a major cause of high blood pressure yet doctors rarely check for it. Other causes of secondary hypertension are kidney disease or uh, narrowing of the arteries to the kidney, as well as a rare tumor called a pheochromocytoma that produces catecholamines which are epinephrine, norepinephrine, which constrict your blood vessels. It's rare. I've only seen it maybe once. Then there's also hyperaldosteronism, where the body, the adrenals produce too much aldosterone. It makes you absorb salt, and your pressure goes up. And then there's Cushing's disease, where your body produces too much cortisone. And I had a patient with that a couple of years ago. And literally, I watched this lady, normal weight, balloon up, for go from like 120 to 200, she had a bu- got a buffalo hump on her back, mm. got this real thin skin and uh, that stretched out, and literally she had little skinny arms and legs and a big fat tummy like Humpty Dumpty. And that is and she usually, had Cushing's disease. And that's where the body's produced. Stress. No, that's usually yeah. uh, a tumor that's producing oh, too oh, much cortisol. Wow, Okay. okay, so that's a cause of secondary, but it's rare. It's real rare. I've only had one or two in 35 yeah. years. You've seen 50,000 oh patients. Gosh, at least. <laughs> And wow. then other causes are <clears throat> meds, such as Adderall. A lot of these kids on Adderall mm. or adults, <clears throat> excuse me, have high blood pressure, secondary, do their Adderall. Oh. Adderall is a sympathomimetic medicine that is like speed, and it constricts the blood vessels. It's used for attention deficit disorder and hyperactivity. But also what it does, it constricts the blood pressure and or blood vessels and raises the blood pressure. I have seen kids on Adderall from other doctors, and their pressure's high. You know, and I, I we just saw a lady who came in, and she thanked us. She was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. My kid was in this private school. I said, right. no, my son's not going to do Adderall anymore. I'm taking him off because there's natural means that don't have the side effect, and it's just as effective. This talk is not about that right now. But there is answers, so you need to keep looking. Adderall is not the answer. Now, let me just kids. get through these last things because we're, we're short of time. Uh, another one. common trigger for high blood pressure are birth control pills in women. I'll never oh, forget wow. when I was in residency, there was a 17-year-old girl that had a massive stroke from birth control pills. Wow. So if you're on birth control pills, wow. please have your blood, blood pressure, pressure checked. Check. If it goes up, you got to switch to one that yeah. doesn't cause that. So check it. Steroids are another, especially cortisone steroids. Uh, NSAIDs, such as ibuprofen, aspirin, naproxen, can also cause high blood pressure in some people. It, it decreases blood flow to the kidneys, as well as uh, cough medicines like Sudafed. 
or cold remedies or decongestants mm. can raise the blood pressure dangerously or nose sprays. Mm. People that use that afrin and all, it can raise the pressure really high in some people. And also, it can cut down your urinary flow, and men have to get to go up to the bathroom five or six wow. times at night. Also, another is herbal remedies that contain licorice. Licorice, the herb, not the candy, can raise the blood pressure, as well as uh, illegal drugs like methamphetamine and cocaine. They really raise the blood pressure up. So, again, we're out of time, but we want to tell them what they can start doing. Yes. And one of the key things that lowers blood pressure is, number one, the Beyond Keto Dietary Program, where we use more fruits and vegetables and nuts and olive oil. And that, along with the right diet, getting rid of the sugar, getting rid of the belly fat, the pressure comes down in practicing intermittent fasting, as well as our green supreme food and red supreme food. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of pills. And I so I take this every do. morning, and you're getting about six servings of veggies, four servings of fruits, which that's what we need for health every day. And these help natural by the magnesium and potassium in these foods and the powerful antioxidants that helps many people lower their blood pressure. There's nothing on the on the market, nothing, nothing, nothing better than these two products. I'm telling you, it's incredible. This is our number one sellers, is our greens and our reds. Now, to lower sugar cravings, Carbacist is critical. One twice a day helps to lower sugar Get cravings belly fat and, burn, and helps them to start burning belly fat once they combine it with the Beyond Keto diet. And this product, I got to tell you, We're, people are swearing by this. They yeah, love, We finally love, got it back love. in. Thank God. We finally got it back in stock. I know we've been I take it twice a day, order. every day. I keep my hemoglobin yeah, A1C at 5.0. Like wow, that's incredible. Twice a day. I do. I love oh, it. See, I, I love it. It's my favorite. It once a day. I need it twice a day. I do need it twice a day. <laughs> okay. It'll help you burn belly fat. Okay. It's a helper. It's okay. a little helper. Well, I sure hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. You Mary need... learned some things. She I never. Sure she never knows what we're going to be talking about. No, <laughs> I'll let her know. We don't talk about it because I want to get the real reaction. I said, no, don't tell me. I want to get the live reaction. I hope you enjoy this. Share this with your friends and families. Don't forget to share this video and Help us by becoming a partner with Divine Health Amen. and buying our products. Because when you do that, you help us be able to do this. And we appreciate that, to get this word out to the world. Because we love you. We believe in giving the truth. And Don is a truth teller. Amen. And I can tell and you. Combine the spiritual with you. the natural. Yes, Amen. I promise you that. <laughs> he is going to tell you the truth. God loves you. Stay with us for part two.